0: You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Avram and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's Mitzvah Shabbos, this must be Rizra Dereza. I'm here with Rabbi Yosef, Gavriel Bechhafer. And dear listeners out there, make sure you listen to the this whole program, because... The second part of our program today, we're actually going to have Rebitson Shani Bechafel, PhD, uh, who will be joining us uh, about her uh, article, a very well-written, incredible article that she wrote in this week's Jewish Press. Those of you that get it free, I think I'm getting it free. I don't know. It shows up on my lawn. <laughs> I haven't paid anybody for it. But, and it's available on the Internet, so we're going to be talking about that's coming up a little bit later. But first, as promised last week, although we believe in Halloween or any of this garbage, and etc., there is still this idea that our um, world is surrounded by death. I saw a little cartoon, of Yosef, this week in the New Yorker magazine where uh, some ghosts were talking to each other and they said, this year nothing's working. We're not able to scare anybody. Um, and, and part of that is, is that is um, that... Uh, death is all around us. And yet still, um, the non-Jewish world, again, I haven't anybody... Anybody knock on your door yet? Anybody uh, come Nothing to your... Muncie? <laughs> <laughs> well, here at Elizabeth, we still didn't have anybody out there. Of course, I did try to sneak in some uh, some chocolates and uh, uh, maybe uh, when I'm not uh, doing my exercising to munch a little bit of them. But nobody has um, uh, come by. And yet still, the, the, the world, uh, obviously in a childish way and in a maybe even a more serious um, religious way, is thinking a lot about this. I think when you think about the deaths and uh, the goblins and spooks, it's basically the fear of death that we're trying to uh, either neutralize, talk about. Um, and I think that that uh, ultimately, and it's going to come up in, in, in your in, in your wife's article, but it's ultimately what we're all really living with. Um, so many of us have had such good friends, uh, Havruses, I've had a number of them. And I think even... Even the people who pass away, and it's not, quote, unquote, from COVID, it emphasizes, because you know that when they went to the hospital, there was probably something going on. The COVID, um, not only it's a contributing factor to so many, and um, I know that uh, you've talked about wanting to have the best health care. Let's hear a little bit about, on this eve... Um, of ways to navigate that fear. I've talked about it with some other with uh, with some other people. Let me hear what uh, the Sara Taylor has to say about it.
1: Who should get think Sara
0: called Sarah Well, uh, uh, well, Sarei we Ish Again, you have to, We're going to have two Sarah Teira, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. When I was in high school, it was uh, our menial Rabbi Gabriel Ginsburg, that was the with the um used to be fond of telling over a certain story. And the uh, story was uh, about Rebus Rolus, the, uh, Re- Re- Swell, the Hunter, and the Alter from Nevada. And they met in a train. Alter was not a direct combat of Rebus Rolus, Re- as far as I know. But he was uh, influenced by Rebu Rolus, Re- especially by this short, evidently, at least uh, from perspective of the story, short conversation. Where uh, now, sort of my colleague, Rabbi by was telling over the story, he would embellish it and expand it to the point of excitement, tension,
0: and uh, Rapture. Don't, don't and, apologize. Uh, don't apologize for not being as good I on, uh, am on the radio as me. Go nowhere
1: ahead. near as, as, as wonderful and amazing <laughs> as my colleague here. So therefore, I will tell it as I can in my uh,
0: uh, uh, scholastic, <laughs> yackish, um unemotional, yeah. and uh, gratingly grading, uh, way. Go ahead. Emotionally
1: crippled manner. So Rabbi uh shver had been nifter and he had to go take over the family business because there was uh, obviously uh, things which had to be done, even though his shver had been rich, somebody had to take it over. So he met Rabbi in on the train and he was complaining about how difficult it was and how it shared his learning and how it shared everything he was trying to accomplish. And Reb Yislaw, he said to Rabbi uh, in high school, I'm not to use the Yiddish, but I think Yiddish is well known. Which is uh, we left me. How, do, how does one live? And we saw and said, true, but how does one die? Can you, do you know I'm sure you know the story, you probably could you know, tell it over better, but according to the way the story goes, then chapped such a pachar,
0: Yozul, the altar from the, he yes. said, the altar from: the Vardic,
1: yeah such yeah, a immediately left. He's always uh, sucking all his commercial activity, and became a hermit in the forest Still for several years in isolation. His family would bring him food out there, and he would just involve in Torah and And until finally he came out and started the, the bardic, uh and became a tremendous Marbets Torah, one of the greatest of all time. But uh, the, uh, what eventually what, what, what Rebbe Sol said had such an impact on him and should really have an impact upon us. And Rabbi Ginsburg probably was trying uh, unsuccessfully to impact upon us in high school by quoting this story and trying to tell us that we have to realize that everybody's going to die. And everybody has to take into account what they're going to, what, that this is self called But uh, at that time, of course, the high school student, I think that was not that's going to have an impact and certainly did not have an impact. But I think as we get older, certainly as we have developed white hair, uh, as uh, we're told, uh, we start thinking about Yoyma uh, Misa and uh, how uh, we are mortal and mortality still strikes us in the face. And particularly this time of COVID, even though I personally do not know anybody who directly was nifter of COVID, but uh, obviously this happens all around us. And uh, we have to understand that we're here for a very limited amount of time. We don't know when it's going to be up and that uh, we have to try and live every moment in order to do... Uh, for face, that, you know, v- restartment, how a person comes to uh, how a person comes to Miamis. I think also as we get older, it's also the, the, to me, of course, and I'm sure to Rabbi Ramel and others, the, plus the plea becomes a very poignant one as we see people who are older and how they suffer and how, uh, you know, a case of many who relative to, many people who we know and are close to. Sometimes the mind goes, sometimes some, some, the body goes, and it's a very frightening thing to watch, and makes people take perhaps take life more seriously. And I think that that probably is the main message one takes from a pandemic. The main message is that uh, one has to be prepared to meet uh, to try and make sure one's life is meaningful. And significant, and that therefore, and at the same time, to have him fervently, you know, it happens. It happens, but it's something which we have to keep in mind.
0: I see. Well. um uh... I'm definitely uh, uh, impressed by your platitudes tonight, and I think that um, they Platitude are... Platitude is a negative word. I know, <laughs> I know. I, I meant it negatively. Look, I wanted to get... Look, we all... And what you said, and I'm, I'm happy that you took me back to your classroom with Rabbi Gabriel, Gabriel Ginsburg, who I also knew in, a, in, a, in another uh, manifestation of one of the many jobs that he had, and I had a very nice relationship with him as well, and to Zichroy Boruch.
1: Rabbi, but, Rabbi Gabriel Ginsburg told my mother... Once, whenever I, whenever I look into Yosef Gabriel's deep blue eyes, I see trouble.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've learned that lesson. I've learned that lesson well, especially once you when you take your glasses off and and you look at me. Um, here, here's the thing. Uh, look. Uh, the question is, how do we live? You know, no one is going to follow Rabbi Yezel into the woods. And many of us don't have wives and children who are going to uh, accommodate us in such, a, in such a fashion. And I think part of what the idea is, is that, you know, when I started talking about Halloween, about coping with death, we have to find coping methods. The coping methods, are obviously, are, are to keep what you said, which are, are, are platitudinal and are correct, and nobody's going to disagree with them but also to find the balance to be able to have a chius, to have a sense of of vibrancy with not being ridiculous about it. Um, And and maybe perhaps um, not, because we know with dread and with the adrenaline that dread releases into the person, it's not a healthy thing. Uh, There has to be a calmness, I think as well, uh, an an equanimity to be able to, to recognize and yes, COVID definitely brings to the table um, the the fragility of life. I think we also need a way to be be at peace with things. Uh, that doesn't mean to be ridiculously silly, and we'll talk about that uh, the latter part of our show. Um, but I think I, I I think we probably need to to have a way to navigate. I mean, you did a you did a um, uh, a monograph and and a YouTube lecture. On the way things were in the 1918 um, Spanish flu, um, weren't you impressed by 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 the by the strength of Jewish life there of things that they that they were doing? It was you know it was almost like the, it wasn't just you know the, the, they weren't cowering in fear they were actually coming up with seichel uh, uh, options, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, listen, I think that. Jewish life is vibrant today as well, despite all, and perhaps even more vibrant because of all the new title, which is being there, developed on coronavirus. Yeah. Um, also, my tos told today in shul by the rabbi that Baruch Hashem, it seems like the Shaito controversy is heating up again. So Hamishol is... Uh, so well, we're getting how back. Many, <laughs> well, Hamishol. We have a lot to talk about. But um, I, uh, I think that uh, nobody... I, I, Judaism doesn't may it tell us to be because death is uh, inevitable and bending. Uh, the rabble means that even uh, when a person is uh, uh, confronted with very negative phenomena, a person is supposed to be no matter what. So yes, of course, it's supposed to be simcha. Of course, we're supposed to. Kip and Beckhoff are supposed to be entertaining, and regardless of whatever <laughs> situation is occurring yeah. in the world, yeah. it's our, our holy obligation. Okay. But uh, nevertheless, I personally, after my, after my, uh, as you pointed out to me in the past, and not so much after my mother died, but after my father-in-law died, yeah, yeah. it, reco- it m- hit me the sense of mortality and. Um, sure. And uh
0: you know the uh Yes. Look, look, that's for sure. And 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 I think that that uh one of the things that uh By know, the
1: way, I shouldn't interject. I see on my uh
0: news feed here that Sean Connery died today. I see. You you want me to talk about James Bond now? Like we're talking we're talking here about uh yeah, we're talking about <laughs> uh <laughs> just a read in for you. Okay. I I see where we want to get off the topic, but I I would do my best Sean Connery. (laughs) I would do my best Sean Connery imitation if I could. (laughs) But um, I actually, uh, you know, again, we'll talk about it. Don't get me started, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I'll tell you about Sean Connery that I think, without a masker, sign. I knew you had
1: something to say. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sean Connery was, uh, of course, James Bond, and he when he played James Bond, he played James Bond uh, with a toupee. Uh, Sean Connery was really suffering from male pattern baldness, and um, but of course, uh, there's no way you could be a real super spy and and be able to be the uh, the uh, adored by the most beautiful women in the world if you didn't have a a, a real strong hairline. So um, he wore a toupee. Now, um, when he decided to uh, stop being James Bond because he couldn't take all the, uh, uh, you know, the celebrity everywhere he went, like it was like, and the pressure of, of of being James Bond and filming, he's like, okay, look, I'm stopping to do it. Goodbye. He walked away really from an incredible job. Right? He was making, you know, what today would probably be like a, you know, in, in the multi, multi, multi millions, millions of dollars. And he walked around. He said, "Yeah." And and, and then everybody, and he just walked around with his hair without his hair. He had no give about it. Now, of course, he was a a good-looking person, but that's part of it—is that, and this will leads into what we're saying about no masks, and we're not necessarily scared about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm bald. Okay, I'm going bald. That's who I am. And I think that's part of what we've been talking about as well—is that we will die, and that we are getting old, and it is scary. And it's scary having the risk factors. It's scary being over 60. It's scary uh, being hypertensive. It's scary being somewhat obese. It's scary. I'm not talking about you or me, by the way. Okay, but... uh, I I want you to know I
1: lost, uh, since last summer, I've lost almost 40 pounds. 40, wow. I lost
0: 20. So, good. 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 (laughs) Anyway, the point being, though, is that, yeah, we deal with death. We know that it's there. We are going to be extremely careful about it. But as you say, not only just b'simcha, but also b'shalva. And b'shalva is, you know what, I'm going to be as careful as I can, but I'm not going to be so scared that I become oysmensch. One of the great things that you see about uh, the Gedele role, and I saw it, as you know, and you alluded to it, because I deal with death and I have dealt with death much more than you have. I was a rabbi option in a nursing home and I had more relatives that I had to care for that, that that died. But what I have seen was, and again, it brings out the incredible nobility of human beings, especially when they realize uh, where things are going. Wisdom, nobility, um, and greatness. And I will say the following, that um, I learned many lessons from my Dad, but uh, what is the most uh, uh, strident lessons or the strongest lessons that I learned from him was how to deal with illness and eventual death and I know that um, i don't know again, I know you, you know your, your mother was from I don't know how close you were to her. We've talked about that on previous programs. Um, I think that that's something that, that we can teach our kids too. Uh, my father taught me how to accept, how to be macabre. Um, you know, the night before he died, uh, we were saying him with each other um, and uh, and talking um, and um, you know uh, talking and learning and 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 saying over the Kapitlach and I was telling him over a word, and um, the the greatness that was there. And again, I'm not. This is not about my dad, but yes. the point is the point is I think that the easier. And the quicker that we understand Rabbi Streimel's message, I think the healthier we'll be about our own fears, and the more we'll, and the better we'll be in terms of squelching the fears of those around us. Yes, pikuach <laughs> nefesh is incredible. I think you know. I I, I want to set us up, and we're gonna uh, have your wife come in here in, uh, soon. I want to just set us up for uh, a great quote. But I thought there was something that overrides the entire Torah, but it's not uproot the entire Torah. So that is the principle that I think we've got to take into our perspective as well. That, of course, <laughs> the, the most important thing is staying home if you need to, not going out, but on the other hand, it, there still is Torah here. And I think part of it is being makabel, and... Uh, if you have a method of doing that in a, in a real way, I think that's important. All right. So soon we're going to be calling in, uh, the Rebetzin. So we do have the Rebetzin here. Uh, Shani Bechapra, thank you so much, uh, for joining us. And, uh, you know, Rabbi Yosef says he doesn't think you've listened to any of the shows so far. Has, is that true?
2: Um, I may not have yet. Okay, but I'm sure I will.
0: Now you you, you definitely got to listen to this one the way it comes out. Well, this but... one I
2: definitely will not listen
0: to. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, first of all, you on on the article, and um, it, it was an article, of course, uh, talking about. Uh, how important it is to to wear masks and uh, to remain above the fray uh, it was written really wonderfully and um, again you 're preaching to the choir as far as i 'm concerned uh, and i 'm not i 'm definitely not going to take you up on it i just i do want to I, I do the point counterpoint is a little bit um weird sometimes because you don 't get to hear the response that let 's say you would have to Rabbi Michal Green, who is the rabbi in Westboro mass uh Chabad. Um, uh, you know, he had a, a counterpoint to you. Um, and so I just wanted to ask you a little bit about how you would respond to what he said. I don't think it takes, uh, it doesn't take a great debater or any person really of your intellect to really respond to his stuff, because I think it's really uh, quite weak. But I do want to hear what you have to say anyway about it. I think our listeners would like that. But can, before we get to that, could you tell me a little bit about how this article came to be? Because um, generally, although the Jewish press, I think, has done a lot better in terms of putting out interesting questions and hearing uh, a variety of opinions, the idea of actually having two uh, a point, a counterpoint, uh, and especially, I think it's pretty uh, interesting that it's actually a rebutton, uh and a Rav uh, against each other. I thought that was interesting. How did that come to be?
2: Well, uh, actually, they asked my husband to do it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh but he uh, I here, by the way. Yes, but but uh he shifted it on to me. Uh uh-huh. so I uh, and they were um they were open-minded enough to let a lady do it so that's to their credit. Uh it, it looks to me like they ha- I'm not an avid reader of the Jewish press, I confess. Uh but when I it does look to me that like they have a series called Point Counterpoint.
0: Oh, is that but, so?
2: You know, uh cuz I, I I saw on the website one or two other uh examples of it. However, I will say that um they asked they they edited what I wrote, I won't say heavily edited, but they they edited out some parts of what I wrote and changed some things um, uh, They didn't change the meaning of anything. they just took some stuff out uh, and then I didn't have a chance, of course, to see what the other person wrote before I wrote mine. Oh, okay. I don't know whether he saw mine before he wrote his. It doesn't look like it. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: so so, so, uh, so I, again, for those, it can, it's probably going to be on the website for a long time. So people who haven't seen the paper could, could read it. But again, obviously, you made a couple of strong points. Why, why don't you briefly just go, should we go over those? Or would you rather just go tear into your uh, opposition? Or maybe by tearing into your opposition, you can reiterate some of your strong points. How about
2: that? Okay, why don't we do, well, we'll start with the opposition and then we'll, um, okay. and then you'll you'll tell me whatever point, you you can ask anything about the points that you thought were particularly strong if we don't get to them. Okay. All right. Well, let me just say, I I think he deserves some points for creativity. I definitely think he gets points for creativity. I mean, I could not have come up with these <laughs> uh, arguments. I mean, maybe he turned his like, hourglass upside down and said, okay, by the time the sand comes out, I want to have 17 points. And just came out with all of them, so you know, good for him. Um, hiding one's face is reminiscent of God hiding His face from us. Okay, I never would have actually thought of that as a as an argument against masks, but now I will have it in mind. If somebody asks me about smoking, I will say smoking is reminiscent of God's burning anger at us when we sin. <laughs> so I, I'm really ungrateful to him. I, I, I he um, he definitely came up with some. New ideas that I had not heard before, yeah. um, and I also want to say, in fairness, that I agree with a couple of things that he said. Right, so I want to say that um, you know he complained about the protesters allowed to congregate, uh, uh, you know, but Jews have been banned. So you know, I would agree that the protests uh, should have been required to have six foot uh, distancing and and masking. Uh, I, that I agree with him on that point that they should have followed those um, those rules. I would not agree that they were rioting by the thousands, but that's another uh, thing. So, I mean, you know, he had a couple of um, points and I certainly cannot disagree with him that davening is important, children learning Torah is important, all these things are important. I happen to think that America is not exactly the same as the Soviet Union or the Roman Empire. So that's just me. Uh, So those arguments did not really...
0: Right. So I, in, other know, words, in other words, he kept on uh, feeling that if somebody, I think he said, if you don't wear a mask, you're actually making a Kiddush Hashem and you're, you're like the, uh, the, the, la- the next to the last in terms of the type of courage you show in the face of the Soviets, uh, right? That's what you're referring to in terms yes, of that, Yes, yes.
2: He was, you know, yes, he said that exactly. Um, I think that, that, that uh, people are always looking to be a hero, and for ways to, I I mean, some people anyway, and I can understand the urge to uh, sort of role play something that someone you admired did and say, oh, this is my chance to do it. Just that it really is not an analogous situation. I actually think that it's good that we live in a country where the government tries to protect us from diseases, as opposed to let's say in the ghettos where countless Jews died because diseases were allowed to run rampant. Uh, so I I think it's the Medina Shalchesed. So yeah, that that was not um, his his. I would not say that was his strongest point. Not his
0: finest hour.
2: Not his finest hour. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, well,
0: let me just say also, I tried to look up. You know, I spent. A, although this episode has been so carefully crafted, as if uh, you just showed up after we finished talking. <laughs> but actually, there was a break here where I went and. Um, Tried to look up his sources, and they were not. Uh, the editors at the Jewish Press did a little bit of a, a sloppy job on some of them, finding you know where they were, and some of them he didn't even he, he didn't even connect. Supposedly there's a p'sak from Moshe Sternbach about not davening with a mask. It might be out there, but I wish uh, I wish I wish he could have told his readers where to find it. And, I mean, Moshe Sternbach does have a p'sak about um, whether uh, you know has, he has made a number of p'sakim about Corona about. Uh, people who whether you, someone who has snitched to the government, whether you can get him back into the minion. I didn't find anything specifically about this. And and I, I one of his Marma claimas, which uh I, I had to discover, uh, it's a very fascinating thing and, and I'm sure you as a, a as a teacher of, of Tanakh and even your husband who's I don't know if he's gonna turn open his eyes there for in a second, but uh, even even your husband uh, might approve I know what he does. I know. Look, I was his chavrus, so He he doesn't like it when other people talk. But um, <laughs> even your husband might find it interesting. He did find that interesting, Meyer about all the meforshim about Moshe's Masva and what that means and... Um, uh, what that indicates there is an Ebenezer I think that I don't know if he quotes it or not that talks about how uh, how difficult it was when Moshe had the mask on to learn to teach but all, all that you know is an Irish guy come on you know you're being so nice uh, Rebetzin uh, Bechop, no, or, you know, know I mean. you're being so nice I don't know you have to counter your husband's fire but all those all those mo- mo- most of what he said isn't it basically just like you say a pile of rubbish in terms of halacha I mean most of it is really you know, good. You're, talk, you're You were talking directly about saving lives, helping people, right? And again, I don't want to steal your thunder, but right. the very first thing he writes is that is that the 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 way we treat pikuach nefesh is not about statistics. I mean, he goofed, up, right? <laughs> the fact that we're so machter isn't that araya. I mean, the, right, he talks about the spider and the soup. I know you were going to say it, but I don't know. I, I, look, I'm happy they had you on one side, but but really. I mean, come on! I mean, yeah, it, I, I you just, are being I'm so nice just, to this guy. This
1: guy, I think, I think it's more of an issue of the. You know, I feel bad for the. I, I don't know. I feel the Jewish press should. That maybe that nobody else would be willing to do it, but I was amazed at the
0: uh, Jewish press. Let me ask you, why didn't you, okay, it. look, I'm happy to, I'm happy to give your wife uh, a bummer because I think she actually wrote it in a way a less aggressive uh, style than you would have written it, but let me, uh, and, and you can see here evidence of that, that style. So now I'm going to
1: write all my story? But, but why didn't you write
0: it? Why, you, you, know, you were asked first, how come you didn't want to write? You, you didn't want, you have too uh, much right, to do? Too busy, yeah. I, I'm too busy doing other stuff. I don't. I don't okay. All right. But but you got you got to admit. I mean, was uh, you've been very kind to his arguments. I mean, but to, I almost feel that the Jewish press does a disservice by even putting it there because the, the average reader is going to say, "Well, the and Berchoffer said this, but you know there is a rabbi who says it's a Kiddish Hashem." Don't they actually? Again, I don't think it's a fact. Yeah, I, I
2: did. Wa- I do wonder about that. I did wonder even about sharing it because I wasn't so comfortable sharing um, the the counterpoint. But um, but look, I mean, if he says that here, then I'm sure he says it elsewhere as well. Uh, it's I mean, I cannot assess the halachic. Um, you know, the, you two are the rabbanim. I am not. It just <laughs> seemed to me like when the moetzes came out with the, their roadmap to opening they probably didn't, they might have known some, like if they didn't object to masks on all these bases, then I don't know that this, um, you know, rabbi knows more halacha than, you know, all the different gedolim who put that together, and they didn't say, uh, and by the way, do not, masks are not Jewish, it does not have masks in uh, Tanakh, you know, it doesn't have mittens in Tanakh either, but we don't, have anything about that you, know, you should not stand in front of a king with a mask okay I would not stand in front of a king with crocs but on Yom Kippur we do it all the time so yeah, I, I don't know what the like I can only really speak to sort of like the some of the medical you know some of the, some of the common sense uh, things here
1: I just want to point out that the Chabadskers that I spoke to they're embarrassed of this fellow Mm-hmm. They it has nothing to do with Chabad in general. Chabad in general, whatever is issues, some have with mass, some don't have with masks, it's the same like we have by other Pumi Yidd. But they, this person is
0: known to be even a Chabad so it goes as somebody to be avoided. I, I think the worst thing about it, and again, you know, we've talked here and he might have some points. He, he has a website about doctors to, to look at. Um yeah. I, I I didn't check that website out. Again, I'm not going to spend that much time with my extra hour tonight checking Ismire McComas. But um, I think the strongest, Taina, that you had, which me, your husband, and I have also said many times on the show, uh, and I'm actually going to re- disagree with you in a second, uh, Rabbitson, in a second, is the <laughs> Chilashem part, which I think um, has not been stressed enough by the Moetzes and the Gadol Yisrael and everything else. Um, you know, th- it's true. You know They have said, listen to the scientists, listen to the doctors, be safe. On the other hand, there's a reason why so many people in Lakewood are going around without masks in Borough Park and these other places is because there has been a lack of very strong, definitive leadership and a voice like yours saying, look, they're wrong, they're right, black matters, stop it. This is going to be. It, it can definitely help save lives, and the Chilu Hashem aspect is 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 the is the ultimate factor to me. Um, you know, look, both of us want to live. We all want to live long, and and, and etc. The fact that it's a it's a whether it's a Das Yochid or a Das Rabim, that's the Das of the Kal. And as you said, we're not dealing with an anti-Semitic country. Um, in fact, what does he say? This was an attack. What does he? How does he even starts his his statement, calling it a uh, an attack on Judaism? what does he say there? Um,
2: yes, it's part of a policy, and I, I think that I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, so go ahead. Says, um, these activities. Um, uh, this says uh, It should be noted that the masks are just one element of a broader government policy akin to a Gezeroth Shemad.
0: Okay, so that type of language is so ridiculous,
2: yeah. and,
0: and 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 I I know your husband agrees with me, and he, I see the little the curves of a smile on his face now. That that this the kooks come out of the woodwork because of the lack of uh, people being mashkiach on the top. That allows this is the tine against Trump, whether it's true or not, uh, completely. There's definitely a lot of truth to it, and I think, unfortunately, by us as well, right? There's a reason why this guy could get up there and say it. The reason why the Jewish press can print it is because there has not been enough of a a voice saying – this is a Hilashhem sum what's going on you have to you have to raise your mama have to raise korea over 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 what has occurred. I thought the measles issue was bad, right A couple was it last year <laughs> right that was bad. This is capable of flying because it gets beamed every again i'm i i I don't know if you agree with me on this, but um
2: Look, I, 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 I i don't know. i I agree wholeheartedly that this is not only is it a physical danger immediately from this illness you know but it's also a danger of of a you know eva i mean we don't want to go and do things having jews walk around publicly saying we want to be a public health hazard i mean not the zalushin but you know that is not the thing that's going to earn us you know the the uh the safety you know p- people sticking up for us among our american neighbors uh, you know, whether they're other Jews or they're non-Jews, I mean, it, it just, it looks uh, like ridiculous. I think one of the points I made in my, in my um, part was that the Pew Research uh, does these surveys and found the last one that I saw was that 71% of Americans believe that people in their community should always or almost always wear masks when in public in their neighborhood. And there were only 12% of people who said that they should not, you know, never or almost never. That means that we and some people in our community are aligning themselves with 12% of America that thinks that masks should not be worn. Whether you think you're right or wrong, you have to recognize that the rest of people look at you as if you are a menace. And that is, you know, even if you think they're wrong, we are in Gullus. We do not go out there and try to make everybody angry at us and hate us. That is a very foolish uh, thing to do.
0: Uh, I just want to mention something, a point I thought you really wrote well. And um, it was point number three. Uh, Wearing a mask in public also gives chizik to others who feel self-conscious about wearing one. Even if you know you aren't contagious, perhaps you just took an antibody test, your choice to wear a mask is indeed contagious. That's a great line. I love that line, uh, By we- I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that, your husband could have written that one. By wearing a mask, we, re- <laughs> <laughs> we remind those who see us to be careful. Do it for altruistic reasons. That's great. I mean, that idea, and I try... <laughs> I'm having a little problem now when it's cold, actually, because my glasses are getting fogged up. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, if, I don't know if Rabbi has told you about our dog that we have now. So I, I sometimes walk the dog. I was walking the dog in the cold, I'm wearing the mask, and I can't see. And like, you know, that's not a good situation, but I do feel that even when you wear the mask, and that, that, that was, I thought, a, a real great point. Um, and that's really, again, which is, it, it's by doing it, um, it will begin a mass involvement. Whether it's the ultimate way to stop this thing or not, whether it's really true that it stops it or not, it really doesn't make a difference. It's, it, it, I'm not going to do the Jewish joke. It can't hurt, but it definitely uh, uh, is, is a positive for Kiddush Hashem and a positive for for being safe. Now, I know you wanted to uh, you wanted to make a, another point, Davidson. What did you want to say about uh, no, some well, of you
2: know? Maybe I'll just um, take off on that. Look, you know. Um... People want to uh, people who don't wear a mask or wear that wear a mask. I mean, it's not supposed to be a statement of which clever you belong to. It's not like wearing a black velvet yarmulke or kippa sruka. You know, like you want to fit in with them. It's just a technical thing. It's the least we can do. You know, people who work in hatsala are actually mechallel Shabbos for the possibility of maybe maybe saving somebody's life. And by the way, they don't say. Uh, is the person uh, over 70? Because I really don't know if, I mean, they might, they might die anyway and have, have other causes. You know, you call that Sala, they come, even on Shabbos. We're not being asked to do something as severe and as, uh you know, earth shattering as violating Shabbos. We're just being asked to put on a mask. We do not have to climb a mountain and, uh, you know, slay the dragon and uh, save the princess, all that. We just have to wear a mask. It's annoying, but it's not... um you know, the be on end off. We want to talk about all the other different uh, rules and regulations and so on. That's a separate question. But a mask is something that every individual can do. And it seems like it's a good faith effort, especially, I think I mentioned this in my, um, in my piece, there are older people who are walking around wearing masks because they are afraid. And then you have younger people walking around them not wearing masks. And it is such a pacempanim, you know, they don't want to catch it. And you decide that because you're young, it's not going to hurt you. You're going to just go around breathing your, you know, all your particles and everything, exhaling everything all over the place to them. It is, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to really like be, be protect. we are supposed to protect the, the vulnerable. We are supposed to be caring about every life and all these things like this. And it all goes out the window because we feel like we want to belong to a Group that is somehow not wearing masks, so we feel like we are embarrassed to show that we're afraid of getting sick and dying. Everybody is afraid of getting sick and dying. Okay, you don't have to be embarrassed to wear a mask because it shows that you're afraid of getting sick. It nobody that is the normal way of being a human being. We don't want to get sick, and we don't want to, the guilt yeah. feelings of having made somebody else. Has- well, uh, well, that
0: is a great uh, connector to the first part of our program, which is all about the fear. Of, of death and the fear of dying and and, and putting it into perspective hmm. uh and as i started the program mentioning uh, and again you might hate you know some people are going to hate me for having a subscription to the new yorker but somehow i have it and um there was a cartoon that That's i, I meant
1: mommy what Lefty commie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, they do have some. You know, I do like the cartoons in there. And one of the cartoons that that was in there, I mentioned one earlier before in the program. One of the cartoons was a number of kids. They're all in various Halloween costumes. Which, of course, we're getting to the bewitching hour here now. And uh, you have a girl in the front with a megaphone saying, "And the prize for the scariest costume is the kid there who's not wearing a mask." Uh-huh. <laughs> so. That is really, I think, uh, you know, reflective of the times. Um Hashem, yeah. of course, as we always say, uh, the, the, the refuah should come quickly. Well, Rabbi thanks so much for bringing your really better half. I mean that a hundred percent, literally, um, back, back here with us. And hopefully Robinson, you'll come, you'll come back on the program. Cause I think our, I think we'll definitely we'll get more listeners if we, uh, if we do this way, so if next week it's uh post-election, our post-election show. Oh, so post-election analysis. Okay. You, 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 remember you said you think a rabbit's coming out of the hat. So I don't know if that's, that's sort of not a Halloween metaphor, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see I don't see the rabbit coming out. We'll talk next week, Mirzah Hashem. Thank you so much for being with us. And we'll see you next week, Mirzah Hashem, for another Rizcho Del Raysa. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.